welcome to the joyfulness broadcast so imagine the most beautiful life for yourself possible and we can ask a question is first of all is that the life you're living right now does your image of the most beautiful life possible match up with the life you're living right now if not why not And what is stopping you from living that way? So there are certain levels that we can explore with this question. Um, you know, very obviously there's the what you have. So there's what you have in your life. Mm, house money, a job, whatever, uh, people, friends, some something like that, the things you have, where you live, all these things. And very often that's what we think we want, but when we have it, I don't know. Is that what we want? Or do we think that's what we want? Well, why do we want these things? Why do we want these things that we think we want? Well, let's see. We we are really only interested in how it makes us feel. I mean, it wouldn't matter if it didn't make us feel any different. We think that these things will, I don't know, make us feel any different. Have a different uh, feeling state. Okay, but will they? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, we can ask that question. So feelings come from within. And whatever we experience, we experience. It's an obvious one, but it's true. Well, we, we experience subjectively. So the only reason a Lamborghini can make us feel as it does, if it does, you know, the thrill, the excitement... Um, is because we have given it that power. The Lamborghini doesn't have anything in itself. It's just metal, I don't know, made together, some leather inside. It's just a machine. All the value that it, it, everything it means to us comes from our own inner self. We have projected onto this thing the glamour or the value, the perceived values, perceived value, right? Two people can have very different um, value systems and one person might see a Lamborghini and not even recognize it. I mean, I've known such people and someone else might be like, wow, that's an amazing car. How cool, which is more like me. But why, why is it? It's not the Lamborghini, it's us. It's our belief system, so... All these superficial things. Superficial meaning simply the like a superficial layer. It's not a judgment thing, but it's like the highest, uh, the most outer shell, let's say. Um, they only mean what we give them, what meaning we give them. They only they they are as valuable as we find them valuable, 
as we think them to be valuable. And what we often do is we mistake um, the feeling to be found in these things. But the feeling is within, and it's like it has a lock around it, right? It's like it's already there right now, but right now it just has a lock. And the mind has created this construct that says, I can only feel this when I have that. So let's say I can only feel, I commonly can only feel complete happiness when I have a very successful job um, and I'm contributing to the world and uh, I have a family and have a nice car and yada, da da da. Insert conditions there. So there's like a lock, and that lock is just in the form of a construct. It says, what's a construct? A construct is a belief. It says, I can only be happy when I have this. So that belief system or that construct, that uh, imagined construct, literally locks how we feel. (laughs) It's pretty cool, actually. It's very powerful. Um, It literally locks how we feel so that even though that potential, that feeling is already within us, the mind doesn't allow us to experience it until the conditions are met because that's what we want. We have actually said, or the mind has said, no, we can't experience this. Yes, okay, yes, there's happiness there already, but we can't experience it yet. No, 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 not yet, not yet. A way to look at this, maybe you know, a very helpful way, is to look at children, okay, and see how happy and joyous they are. A lot happier and a lot more uh, joyous than most adults. Um, so what happens? What happens? Well, what happens is constructs happen, or belief systems. Constructs, belief systems are conditioned or are learnt by the innocent mind of the child. So even though the child is already so happy, so joyous, and having fun with just sticks and stones, <laughs> um, doesn't need anything fancy, you know, looks at it, the adults. What do, what do the adults value? What does society around me value? And looks to learn from that. And say, okay, values, having a nice car. Oh, okay, I don't know why, but a sure thing. Okay. Um, and it values having a family. Oh, okay, I guess I can't be happy now. I guess I'm broken. I uh, shouldn't be happy right now. <laughs> I should be happy then. And it might sound strange, but that, that seems to me how it happens. In my understanding, that's pretty much what's going on. Is that because you can just you can validate this for yourself, right? You can look at children and see, wow, they're so happy, they enjoy life just as they are. And then you get into the teen years, and that's pretty much sucked dry <laughs> um, for most people. It's not really there to that same extent, if at all. Um, so what happens? Well, all these conditions happen. All these learnt cons- constructs or learnt belief systems, or also limiting belief systems. I mean, isn't that amazing? That's how powerful the mind is. We take it for granted that the way we're experiencing life right now is just one way to experience life. What we perceive is just one point of perception. And we have within us the potential to see things differently and to experience life differently than we are right now. Isn't that amazing? And what is the critical factor here? Well, the critical factor is if the mind thinks that you can't be happy until you have this or that, 
then you won't be happy or you won't experience the the mind won't allow you to experience happiness until you have it isn't that amazing no i'm repeating that but i just find it's really cool anyway so if we go back to that question what's the most beautiful life you can imagine so i'm sure there's lots of things cars the nice place to live in i mean we all have them i have them as well but we can look at that idea that we have and see that it's just an idea it's just an idea it's just what we think why do we think that because everyone else does i mean you think it i think it. we all share it why do we all think that if we were raised in a different culture we would be thinking very different ideals for what a beautiful life is we would have very different ideals very different ideals um you know we the ideals might be to just live in nature undisturbed be left alone (laughs) um to just have a nice little community not have anything necessarily fancy not live impoverished either but just have a nice little community in the i don't know nice cool little uh forest something like that so what we think are our ideas of a beautiful life are most often not our ideas but actually what we have inherited or what we have learned what we what we have learned and all it, what has been constructed for us so it's it's a construct that has been constructed for us that says this is a beautiful life but actually it's something really cool um which i have stumbled into that a beautiful life is really whatever we want it to be whatever we find beautiful and it, it's often quite um fruitful to ask the question of what's the most beautiful thing i can do i love that like sort of man mantra to have mantra mantra to have um what's the most beautiful thing i can do you know because usually what we do is we're results oriented we're like what's the most i don't know efficient productive way to spend my time but then another question we could we could ask is what's the most beautiful thing in any given situation right so let's say we're having an argument with someone or someone's doing something that we don't really like we could ask ourselves what's the most beautiful thing i can do here we could also ask ourselves how can i prove that i'm right which is usually what often is um either is either consciously but mostly unconsciously running us is how can i prove that i'm right how can i demonstrate that i'm right and this person's wrong that's quite a common one we could also bring our attention to a different question like what's the most beautiful thing here and you'll find often that the beautiful thing is to not it has nothing to do with right or wrong like who doesn't matter what matters is compassion what matters is kindness and often that's actually what we want we we think we want to be right because it makes us feel good right i mean that's the only reason if you made it feel bad we wouldn't want it as much so we think okay makes me feel good to be right um and feel validated but that feeling is pretty petty to be honest it's not very great compared to the feeling of offering unconditional kindness to someone and not caring whether they're right or you're right or whoever's right just being like i don't know we're both human who cares let's just laugh and have a good time that's a lot more enjoyable than worrying about who's right um, and that's something that can emerge from a question, a simple question, like, what's the most beautiful thing here? Anyway, so that's the superficial layer. And what's cool about that and how this all stitches in, ties together, 
is that the superficial layer which we think we want is usually like in terms of what we think we want in life often is just a construct an idea that we have learned and so we can go deeper and ask why do we want this like what about it do we really want like okay yeah let's go deeper let's dive deeper i mean come on this is our lives we're talking about this is how we spend our time on earth time on earth is limited time on earth is limited so wouldn't we want to just spend some time to really uncover to really unpack our value systems and how we live our lives i mean that's the most important thing we have (laughs) um and we can control that we can investigate we can go deeper we often choose not to but we can and i mean when 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 it comes to it and you're lying on your deathbed what are you going to care about what are you going to care about that's a genuine question are you going to care about all the things that you have accumulated even are you going to care about the achievements see there's a part of you that already knows what you're going to care about there's a part of you that already knows what's important basically your life's going to flash before you <laughs> like <laughs> your life's just going to flash before you and really simply it's how i see it based on my own experiences you're going to be seeing every time that you are mean to someone every time that you um you had an opportunity to uplift life in some form to be kind in some form to be loving in some form you're going to be seeing that and you chose otherwise you're going to see that and it's going to be painful and there's going to be regret (laughs) and then you're going to see every time that you were kind every time you were loving and it could be something super small seemingly small on the superficial level okay not like meeting the quota for your work and helping like uh, a thousand people will probably be simpler stuff like just walking past a stranger saying hello to them but it's not really how you said it though in that moment that's not what was important and that's not what you what flashed back it's actually it's it's how is that you really looked them in your in their eyes and you both looked each other in, in the eyes and you both saw each other as you really were and there was just a mutual recognition of one another as brethren as fellow human beings and there was no division there was just just beauty in that moment just a shared joy and there was just kindness and just laughter those are the moments that you're going to care about when you die i guarantee it it's weird right it might be weird to be like i can, can i guarantee that i'm pretty um aware that i am accountable for everything i say so for me to say i guarantee it um, must mean something um it's just obvious to me that that's what we're going to care about we're not going to care about any other stuff what we're going to really care about is that that's all just love kindness compassion forgiveness maybe something else we care about someone there was a moment where we could have kept someone off on the hook we could have easily and it was really justified in the mind and by all the constructs we had it was really justified to keep them on the hook but we chose to let them off the hook that's what we're going to care about that's the only thing that's going to matter because the thing is that all the things in this world 
are transitory. So everything, the form, all form is transitory. It changes form. <laughs> it changes. All the things you can accumulate are temporary. You don't own them. <laughs> you can, you're a, you have temporary custodianship over it maximum, but you don't own anything. You don't own anything. Everything belongs to God. Everything belongs to the universe. It it comes and it goes, and it's not permanent. It's the, the impermanence of life is all the material stuff, all the stuff that comes and changes. The structure of society changes. Right now, it's in a certain way. A couple hundred years ago, it was very different. The value system of society, it changes, changes quite often, periodically. We just take it for granted because we're like, no, but I'm living right now and this is how things are. But this is just how things are right now in the future. The value system of society is most likely going to shift and probably quite dramatically. So what we see as valuable, what we see as important right now on a societal, like cultural level is just just one part, just a passing phase. That's not really what matters. You know, how much money we make, that's not really what, that's not what matters at all. Um, what does matter and what is eternal is every act of kindness. It's actually a quote by Hawking, I remember. Every kindness is forever. Every kindness is forever. Wow, that's something to ponder. If we really consider the implications of that. In this world of transitoriness, where everything we see will change. The one thing that's forever that is within our power to contribute to is kindness. One of these things. They're eternal. Every kindness is forever. Ripples out for eternity. Isn't that insane? Wow. That probably might boggle the mind. Be like, what? It is quite um, a cool thing to just play around with and just hold in mind. Don't really have to work it out. Just kind of stay with it and see how, see what happens. Every every now and then, oh, just remember, oh, okay, yeah, every kindness is forever. And as you start to remember that, your life is going to make a lot more sense because it's now aligned with, um, it's aligned with the truth. It's aligned with what matters. And so it's going to make a lot more sense. And so now, I think that's a great, great way of looking at it to ask, okay, I'm on my deathbed. What am I going to care about? I'm on my deathbed. Am I going to ask for more time? Or have I lived a full life? Have I done all that there is for me to have done? That's the only thing we're going to care about. And there are times where we don't want to do things or we feel blocks or inner blocks. I don't know. I feel inner blocks. And... That's okay, and it can be a struggle sometimes, but we can still work on it and persist by remembering that that's what's going to matter, and that's what we really care about. Living our life to the fullest, enjoying life the most, and contributing to the upliftment of all of humanity. And the only thing that stands in the way of that are constructs. Constructs would tell us what is valuable, but all these constructs that are not aligned with kindness and being our most loving self. Um, all these constructs are learnt. They're not even ours. 
and most of them have nothing to do with the truth. They're just reflecting the value system at the time. So it's good to question them. Because when we if if we don't question ourselves, who else will? We're completely free. We can free, choose whatever we want. But if we don't, we're the ones living with all the belief systems that we have. And if we are not willing to question those belief systems, who will? If we're not willing to question it and to see beneath and to see through the, the constructs and the belief systems, then they're going to stay there in the shadows and they're going to run us. And we're going to come to that point and we're going to look back and we're going to regret it. But if we are willing to question it and move through any temporary discomfort, any discomfort that arises is temporary. And as we move through it, what remains is just the joy and the enjoyment of being able to, you know, because at the start it becomes, it's difficult. At the start, there's difficulty, there's discomfort at questioning ourselves and questioning long-standing belief systems. But soon it becomes really, really fun and really enjoyable to question things, to look through all these constructs that the mind gives us and find beneath it not another belief system, but the truth. To look for that and to live our lives aligned with that lives our life aligned with service to the highest good aligned with service to God to being the best servants of God that we can be or divinity or the universe or love whatever word is used because we have a lot of constructs and there's a lot more than we think there are. And there are a lot more blocks right now than you think you have. There's a lot more. However many blocks you think you have right now, just multiply that by 10 and then by another 10. <laughs> There's a lot of constructs that stand in the way of living a happy and peaceful life, put simply. Um, and the way to undo those constructs is to be willing to see them. Really obvious, right? But it's the first step, being willing to see them. And having the courage to move through any temporary discomfort that it might bring up to find out that we were wrong, we were very wrong about how we saw things, and that we were very foolish, and that we didn't even we weren't even aware of it. Because when you become aware of something that you weren't aware of before, it can be quite a shock to the ego. Be like, whoa, what? <laughs> so, you know, it's not about pushing that away. It does take courage to be willing to face that. But that's only temporary. What, what remains through the shock, any shock or any discomfort, is just the joy and just the gratitude for being able to see things as they really are, to actually be able to see things clearly. And be able to enjoy life to the fullest and live in peace and have happiness now, not in some future, not locked by another construct, not not have peace locked by another construct, but to have it completely right now. Isn't that amazing? And, you know, we can align ourselves with, with that. 
It's simply a matter of being willing to discover what within us right now is blocking the experience of complete peace and happiness. So if complete peace and happiness is within us, why aren't we experiencing it? That's the question. So what's blocking it? What's blocking it? It's different for each of us. And that's the best way to to answer it is to first be willing to see it and just ask. Ask yourself and be honest with yourself and just cultivate that inner honesty. And, oh, I mean, I rely on divinity. I rely on God and I always pray. Um, that's a big part to help see things that I cannot see, help see what I cannot see because the more I live my life, the more I see how blind I am. And it makes me laugh quite often. Yeah, I don't even know how I survive, to be honest. Uh, And that's why I say I live my life. It feels like I live my life on the wings of grace to me. Because it's not me. I'm not responsible for surviving. It's some higher power than my own intellect, my own willpower, my own um, human capacities. It's far beyond that that's keeping me afloat um, and also you and you can find that out you can find the beauty of that out um, by investigating it yourself because within you are all the answers already they're just waiting for you to turn your gaze to them and open yourself to them and if you're not seeing it that just means that there's a deeper level of surrender that hasn't been reached yet And so what do we do? What can we do other than surrender? Drop our heads and pray to God (laughs) to help us. Um, Because help is available. And every time I pray for help, it's answered. It's pretty, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so everything's fine. Everything's perfect as it is right now. There's nothing wrong with living by constructs. There's nothing... It's not a matter of sin. It's not a matter of you're a bad person. These are, these are another constructs. These are just more constructs. What's what's the, the actual reason or motivation for looking through the constructs? It's not to become a better person. Not even to become a more loving person. <laughs> it's just to enjoy life more. Because life is far more enjoyable when we are our most loving selves. So you can actually kind of take this from a completely selfish um, approach where it's completely self-interested. But if you're really self-interested, what's good for you, what's best for you is best for all of life because you're a part of all of life. So you can take this at the angle of how can I enjoy my life the most? And if you ask that question, it will lead you to kindness. It will lead you to unconditional forgiveness, unconditional compassion and Unconditional love to be your most loving self. So, in the way through that, it's already within, it's already a potential within us. For example, just to wrap this all around, what is it? So, like, okay, happiness is within, but what does that mean? What does that mean? Uh, love is already within us. Okay, but how, what? What do you mean? Dogs. If we look at how we are with dogs, we can see that we're loving. Unconditionally loving, right? The dog can bark at us. It can even bite us accidentally, especially if it's our own dog. Um, you can do what anything. You pee on us, bite the, bite us, bite the carpet, whatever. 
You know, puppies are hard to raise, but why do people raise them? Because of the love. Because we we love that dog unconditionally. So we're already, see, we already have it. We, we love the dog unconditionally. And we take care of it. Why? What does it give us? Love. <laughs> for the sake of love. So we love the dog unconditionally for the sake of love. Because we love the dog. So we already are able to love unconditionally because we do already. We already do. So the constructs, all the constructs in the belief systems, these are things which constrict that love to one particular area of life. So very often these constructs, they constrict love to our dog. They constrict love to um, our cat. I don't know, maybe you're a cat person. Our partner romantically, our family, okay, so there's these constructs, but even with family, very rarely, it's unconditional love, <laughs> that's, just, that's the tr- truth of it, um, is that very rarely it's unconditional acceptance, there's a lot of conditions and constructs within that domain, but constructs, they can they constrict love, why do they constrict love? Very often because they think that you need it, you, you, like you can't be super loving there, but if you remove the constructs and you look through them, you can see that love is almost always the answer. In business, in like if you want to be successful in life, in any area of life, love will be far more powerful approach than any approach that doesn't have love. Because we do things for love that we don't do things for anything else. It's another quote by Hawkins. We do things for love that we don't do for any amount of money. Right? So obviously love is the most powerful approach to living our lives and getting what we want. But the thing is when we in when we're really loving, um, we don't really want much from life. But in not wanting much from life, everything is given to us. So that's sort of like the 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 paradox. I don't know if that's the right word, but you get the gist of it, right? You get the gist of it. Anyway, so it's simply about what, what does it mean to be construct-free in regards to love and to living your most joyous life, to being your most joyous self? It's just to be like you are with a dog, with all of life. <laughs> to just be how you are with your dog, with all of life, at all times, with no exceptions, including yourself. So to actually treat yourself as you treat your own dog. How do you treat your dog? Lovingly. You just love it. That's it. And so it's the same with you. And the same with your neighbor. Love thy neighbor as yourself. Or in this case, love your neighbor as your dog. (laughs) Um, Everyone at work, everyone you cross the street on. You know, you don't have to go out and say, I love you to everyone. Because it's an inner thing. It's an inner. It's how you hold everything in mind is you are like like you are with a dog. And the only thing stopping you from being that way right now, because you already have that potential, and you already want that. Like, that's what we already want. We want to be that way. But what stops us from being that way? I mean, you look at children, right? That's how they are. They just hug each other. They're just so loving. So many kids, they're just so loving and kind to each other. It's incredible. They have none of these barriers between each other. They have, at least if they have some barriers, it's usually a lot later, very early on. There's no barriers there. So 
that's like how we are naturally. We're very compassionate, very loving. Um, what stops that is all these constructs that say, no, you can't just love everyone. Like, you know, you need to, you know, do this and that and that. And so just investigate all these constructs that block and limit love because the only thing that limits love is constructs and belief systems. And that's why it's worth um, investigating them because just questioning a belief system and being willing to see it differently already loosens its hold over you. Because before it wasn't questioned, before it was just like, no, this is just, this is just how life is. <laughs> it's just how life is. Um, but when it's questioned, now it starts to loosen its grip and eventually it's just going to dissipate. Sooner or later, it'll just dissolve. So you can also have that inner certainty that everything you investigate and your own inner intention and alignment with unconditional love and being your most loving self and uplifting life, including your own life, um, the highest degree possible and beautifying all of life as you go, that intention makes it inevitable. In the same sense that a ship going due east will inevitably go east. Your intention like that compass. If your compass says, go to be the most unconditionally loving self, that's where you're going to go because that's the nature of life. And that's, that's how things be. They do be like that. Okay, so I think that's enough for this one. So if you would like to dissolve constructs, there are the ways that I am familiar with that are effective. Number one, question it. Be willing to see it differently. And you can just do this consciously. You don't need any like method or technique. Just the technique or the method is just be willing. Just willing. Be willing to question it and go deeper. Go deeper. Um, not deny it, not resist it, question it, accept it, but then also let go of it and go deeper. Because letting go and acceptance go hand in hand. You don't need to, resistance and letting go are in opposite directions. <laughs> so what, what works well is to accept it and then let go. So, okay, could I accept this belief system? Could I accept that I have this, that right now that there is this belief system? Okay, maybe. And could I also let it go? Oh, I guess I could. So it's like a bang, bang, one, two, punch, except let go. <laughs> um, that's one way that's really effective. And if you'd like, like these podcasts are a good way to become familiar with it. Um, the approach, because the approach is really intuitive. You already know how to do it. Just do it. Um, it's really easy. It's really fun. Find your own way. Find your own approach. It's pretty intuitive. It is intuitive. And it's really enjoyable. So just have fun with it. Enjoy it. Try asking these questions and see what questions you can come up with. Um, and just go for it and just trust yourself. And just see what happens. So it's really easy, really flowy. But sometimes there are doubts and confusions. So that's where something like this podcast can come in handy to like reinforce that uh, and, and revalidate that inner knowing. Right? This podcast isn't here to tell you something new, it's just to like help touch that inner knowing that's already within you. Um, that's one way, one approach. And the other approach that I'm familiar with is Psyche. Maybe you've heard of it before, maybe not, but Psyche is a way to essentially dissolve conditions, dissolve constructs, dissolve belief systems. So it's a process to change limiting belief systems to belief systems that are more supportive of what you want. So, you know, ETC, oh, sorry, not ETC, for example, 
from I am loved conditionally to change that to the subconscious belief I am unconditionally loved and when that belief is in place life is seen very differently and we feel very differently right because certain constructs certain belief systems are quite heavy other ones a lot lighter the ideal is to of course have no belief systems but i find the psyche is really 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 handy practically speaking practically speaking um it's very helpful very helpful and makes life a lot easier a lot more fun and enjoyable um easier to get what you want achieve the results that you are looking to have for yourself by reperceiving, recontextualizing life on a subconscious level so that you literally start to see things differently and stuff that was a lot harder before now becomes quite easy if not effortless um, so that's psyche and if you'd like to try that out you are welcome to book a session with me um, these sessions are gift-based the psyche sessions I do with people are gift-based and you are welcome to try that out and see for yourself how that goes. Gift-based meaning you pay um, however much you want if you'd like to pay anything at all. Um, yes, that's just how I roll with psyche. So thank you very much for listening. I'll leave the link in um, the description of the podcast episode if you'd like to um, book a session. Otherwise, thanks really, thanks really, bro. Thanks very much. And I hope you enjoyed the rest of your day.